documentary that helped win former Vice President Al Gore two prestigious awards this past year, an Oscar and the Nobel Peace Prize. Perhaps it was only coincidence that we were watching the film on the 37th anniversary of when the Environmental Protection Agency first began operations under director William Ruckelhaus. Perhaps it was simply another example of that synchronicity of major forces in the universe. Earlier in the day, I'd visited a website that had the address sfcompact.blogspot.com, which is dedicated, quote, to go beyond recycling in trying to counteract the negative global environmental and socioeconomic impact of U.S. consumer culture, to resist global corporatism, and to support local businesses, farms, etc. Unquote. That's their first compact. Their second compact is, quote, to reduce clutter and waste in our houses, unquote. And their third compact is to simplify our lives. Being a hoarder, I've still light years to go in reducing the clutter in our house, as my girlfriend will testify, although I'm pretty good about not being wasteful, a trait that unfortunately makes for lots of clutter. I hate to throw things away. As for simplifying my life, I'm working at it more and more every day. Part of that simplification is a matter of necessity, monetarily induced. Part of it goes back to my trying to take care of the clutter. This past week was an interesting one on the monetary scene. Gwen Dyer, an independent journalist based in London, wrote a great article entitled The Long Farewell of the U.S. Dollar Has Begun, in which he hit the nail right on the head. Quote, the main reason for the collapse of the U.S. dollar, he writes, is President George W. Bush's attempt to fight expensive foreign wars while cutting taxes at home. This involved deficit financing on a very large scale, and inevitably the value of the dollar began to fall, slowly at first, but with increasing speed as it became clear that the White House did not care. Dyer goes on to discuss our borrowing heavily for foreign banks, including in huge ways from China, so that not only do we owe China billions and billions of dollars, but China is also hollowing out our manufacturing industry from the inside, which returns us to consumerism. The difficulty of finding much of anything to buy these days that is not made in China is ever-increasing, a fact that most Christmas shoppers who bother to really look at what they're buying or about to buy can easily attest to. Parsing out the interconnection of the upcoming holiday and the current spending spree is also a curiosity that sometimes translates and sometimes doesn't, as in the case of Gillian Gibbons, an elementary school teacher from the United Kingdom who was up until recently teaching in Sudan. In Western civilization, particularly far Western civilization, we tend to play sort of fast and loose with icons that we will simultaneously in other venues revere. Take, for example, the little plastic Jesuses that dangle from many a car's rearview mirror. Take this mentality, however, and transpose it, as teacher Jillian did, to a teddy bear and name it Muhammad, and things might turn out a little differently. Stay tuned next week to learn what else this crazy consumer season we call Christmas has had to offer us. From our own domain, watch out for those teddy bears and have a good day.